The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is sponsored by Grazex, the latest grass replacement pellet from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. Grazex was developed in our secret lab, which this month was named Kentucky's fifth least exploitative workplace. It's also the only feed pellet to be personally endorsed by a head of state. A big Mitchell's thank you to Anthony Carmona, president of Trinidad and Tobago. And welcome to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the podcast companion to the Beef and Dairy Network website and a printed magazine brought to you by Grazex. First up, here at the network, we've always been huge fans of the Food Standards Agency. Not only do they do a great service to the health of the nation, but also the buffet at their annual Christmas party is absolutely spotless. I've been going to that party for 10 years, and I've only had a dicky tummy the next day once, and I'm pretty sure that was brought on by anxiety about the cowboy builders who are making a total dog's dinner of my new patio. Usually, we're delighted to hear from the Food Standards Agency, but this month we were contacted by one of their investigating officers, Philip Seastrom, who heard an interview on this podcast back in episode 4, which piqued his professional interest. In that episode, I interviewed Eli Roberts of Roberts Slaughterhouse, and it was his seeming disregard for health and safety which gave Philip cause for concern. You would reasonably expect there to be a good level of training in health and safety in an abattoir. Do you have those kind of processes in place? No need. Who's to say? Who's to say? If I went to some of these, well, these fancy health and safety meetings, right? Oh, I got my badge. I got my badge in open safety. I go, oh, look at my certificate on the wall there. And you're so busy looking at my certificate on the wall there, you've fallen backwards into a bandsaw. Cut yourself in half. As a result of what he heard in our interview, Philip talked to his colleagues at the Food Standards Agency and instigated a search of the premises. I spoke to Philip earlier this week. Uh, hello, my name is Philip Seastrom. I'm an investigating agent at the Food Standards Agency. I started by asking Philip what it was that troubled him most about what Mr Roberts had said. What really got my attention was him saying that uh, he didn't he didn't feel that he needed to sort of register the slaughterhouse in any way. It seemed like he was operating under the radar, and that and that came into fruition. We decided to search the slaughterhouse on our database, and it's not actually it's not actually there officially registered as a slaughterhouse. And we've looked into it. I think what he's actually done is he's found a loophole in in the EU law where he registers it as as a theme park. Right. And once once you found the the slaughterhouse, was mm. it very clear to you that it, it it indeed wasn't a theme park? Yeah, there was nothing that you would expect from a theme park. There was no there was no turnstile. Uh, there was no um, welcome map. Was Mister Roberts there? Mister Roberts wasn't there. There was a very old lady rocking back and forth, just just smiling and laughing, but not in a nice way. Like a kind of haunting tableau. A haunting tableau is is nail on head that's actually what i wrote in my notes the, the sort of thing you, you might get in a, a creepy theme park yes i suppose i but i'm not sure you would say that if i hadn't already told you that he'd registered it as a theme park i'm not sure you would go in there and think this is exactly like a theme park i think i just think that's at the forefront of your mind because we were discussing theme parks earlier and i'm also currently eating a candy floss but but that's a coincidence so what did you do next well i walked past the old lady um, she or, she didn't seem to register that I was there at all. To be honest, I was I was quite excited at this point because this was this is my first real big case that I've cracked at the FSA. 
I was very excited, stormed past the old lady into the first shack. It was, it was dark, but there was a, a UV light. Honest, honestly, I, I just... Sorry, this is very difficult. This is obviously hard for you to talk about. What was it about what you saw that disturbed you the most? Well, as far as I'm aware, he was having visitors come around. I don't know. These were people not involved in the slaughter of animals. These were people who wanted to come and watch animals die. A gladiatorial type thing. I don't know if it was perverted. I don't know if it was sexual. But as far as I know, businessmen from all over the world would fly in and they would watch. There were two-way mirrors, uh, clearly for viewing purposes. There was a gallery, a viewing gallery. uh, And we also found webcams which suggested a global Skype hookup for men or women to watch uh, around the world online and pay large amounts of money to to email in and suggest things to be done to the cows. Mm. Doesn't bear thinking about, does it? Um, okay, well, once you'd filed your report, what, what did the Food Standards Agency do? Well, straight away we suspended his licence, which we were going to do anyway, regardless of what was happening, because he'd att- obtained that under false pretenses. So now he, he can't operate a theme park and he can't operate a slaughterhouse. And he can't actually operate any form of dance club either now. They all come under the the same umbrella. I also, um, I was so disgusted by what I saw, I actually made the quite rare decision I've never made in my career before to burn the slaughterhouse to the ground. The the burning of the slaughterhouse must have been quite cathartic for you after what you'd seen? It felt good. I was was crying as I did it. Um, So there was a certain amount of catharsis there. I was actually laughing as well. Looking back on it, I remember thinking, "Who's that laughing? Is it the old? Is it the old woman?" But it wasn't. It was me. It was. I was questioning my own laughter. So was, I would say it was a cathartic experience. Was the old woman torched inside the slaughterhouse, or was she able to survive? Uh, I'm not actually sure. She certainly wasn't in her chair when the burning was taking place. So I don't know whether she was on premises or off premises. And that's actually not something that I need to take responsibility for. So that, so that's that then for Eli Roberts' slaughterhouse. It's, it's been burned to the ground. His licence has been taken away from him. Yes. However, I have been told that it might be true that you still have reason to believe that we should be worried about Eli. Well, I mean, we've actually received quite a number of reports from the, the public that he's, he's up to his old tricks again. Uh, apparently, he is now taken to slaughtering cattle in his... In his back garden. He can't let go of the slaughterhouse business. He's selling the meat, as far as I'm aware, on the meat black market. Oh, I mean, what kind of proof do you have that he is still continuing? Is it just anecdotal evidence or do you have any sort of hard proof? We don't have any proof that we can act on at the moment. I've been on Google Earth. I'm aware of where he lives. So I've been updating Google Earth every day in the hope that I might see him from above. Also, one of his neighbours reported a big moo. Right. And then it stopped. So, yeah, I mean, that could be uh, a sort of novelty greetings card that was opened and then shut again. But tell me this, if you receive a novelty greetings card with a big moo, you're not just opening that once, are you? No, it's a good point. That's a good point. There we go. So that's at least two big moos. And I'd hazard a guess that if I receive a novelty greetings card, I'll open that at least six or seven times. 
Thanks to Philip Seastrom and three cheers to everyone at the Food Standards Agency. They do a great job of keeping the public safe. And also, I went out for a drink with them last week and boy, did they know how to pick a rosé. Although we were pleased that Mr Roberts' sixth slaughterhouse had been raised to the ground, we were also very concerned about the allegations that Eli Roberts is selling black market meat slaughtered in his back garden. So we decided to go and do a bit of investigation ourselves. We warn you that the following recording contains scenes of severe peril. I'm standing outside what I, I think is Eli Roberts. It's um, his home. It's quite a, a modest, semi-detached house. Hard to believe that maybe he's slaughtering animals here for the black market. So I'm just going to knock on the door and see what he has to say for himself. What do you want? Eli Roberts. Yes, who's asking? I'm from the the Beef and Dairy Network. Oh, are you indeed? Yeah, we... Sp- Mr Blinking Cow Fancier over there. Mr the Cow's Best Friend. Yeah, we spoke to... You scurrilous rumour monger, I call you. We spoke to you before. We've yes, got- a hatchet job, as I remember. Well, I've got some questions for you, actually. I bet you have. Uh, well, how do you respond to the rumours that you've been slaughtering animals in your garden for the black market? Right, I'll tell you how you respond, shall I? Wait there, I'll show you. Wait there a minute. OK, he's... He's shut the front door. I maybe he's going to. Like oh God, this. What? Is like that, this, I respond. All right. Is that a gun? What's it look like? Is that yes, a gun? it's a gun. Oh, gun, you little get a snake. Get off! Don't kill me. Go for a little drive, shall we? Please don't kill me. Go for a little drive in the countryside. No. I'll show you the real world works, eh, sunshine? Please don't kill me. Here we go. Please don't kill me. Get your skinny arms in there. No, come here. Get in. Get in there. <laughs> Cheeky little sod. He's put me in his car. Show you how the real world works. Shall I? Mister coming on my house and all sorts of hours. Trying to stitch me up a new podcast. That wasn't good enough for you though, was it? No, no, no. Got to come on Eli's house when he's sitting down there trying to mind his own business. Trying to watch Dickinson's Real Deal on Series Link. But oh no. The week I've had and I've got an answer to this from people like you. I've got a bloody clue, townies. Right, come on. Let's show you what it's all about, shall we? What do you mean? What are you going to show me? Well, I'll show you something which will open your eyes. Let's put it that way, shall I? Never do the health and safety. Put it that way. You and him. Health and safety, my foot. My foot and mouth. This country's got the highest health and safety standards in the world. And yeah, attainably high. I, so I got them. So I don't even try. Pointless. It's pointless exercise. So, I mean, how many animals have you done in in your garden? How many have I done in? How long's a piece of string? Where do you sell it? All over the place, down a pub, I mean... I mean, not that I do it, but if I did do it, down a pub... Uh, the Young Farmers Institute... Uh, is it is it well refrigerated when you're... I give it a wash, like, you know, you chuck a bucket of water over it, but it get the worst of blood off. Refrigerated. Look, uh, if you could just tell me what you're going to do to me... I'm going to take you places, right, and show you things that will open your eyes, sunshine. Oh, Mr. Eli, hard man, murderous man, hater of animals. Well, yes, all those things are true, but I've got a softer side to me, a more inquiring side, an inquisitive side, if you will. Okay? Okay. And then maybe you'll see there's another side to old Eli. Now get out of the fucking car right now! Get out! Get out, go on! Get out of here! Where are we going? to expand your mind is where we're going don't kill me I'm not going to kill you not right now anyway 
Any impatient. Right. Here we are. Get in. Come on. Get in there. Go on. Jump in. Go. Right. Take a seat. Where are we? Oh, where do you think we are? I tell you what, describe your listeners where we are. Um, it, it looks like a, a garage. A garage? Sit down. Put your belt on. Belt? I'm sure you got it. My belt, look, the seat belt by there. Right, here we go. Press that button by there. What? Press that button by there. Okay. Yes, it works! What? I knew it would work! Ah! What are you laughing about, mate? Come on, man! Come on, man! What's it feeling? Look at the window! That's a rocket! What? A rocket, man! What? A leafy powered rocket! Ah! Ah! A light flavour! Come on! Oh, here we go! Hang on now! Give me a couple of G's! Oh, my face! Oh, I wish I'd had a piss now. My blood has been swashed back. Oh, breathe, breathe, uh, breathe. Oh, another 10 seconds. Get the main boosters. Oh, here we go. Oh, float in the guy, feel that. Zero G for a low bit. Kilometers up. Oh, I can't believe it actually worked. Fair play, I me. Mean, I've been collecting cow shit now for 30 years. There's enough methane in there. Oh, wonderful, isn't it? Oh, I feel that sort of relaxing, isn't it? Look, look at that window over there, that portal. See? Yeah. Oh, can you see there? Look at that blue disc. It's the earth. It's the earth, son. Oh, it's magnificent, look at it. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's like a marble. Like I'm like a pebble in the sky, as Isaac Asimov described it. It's that blue, perfect blue disc in a black void. Why have you brought me here, like? Uh, many reasons, but principally because I wanted to show you what it's like up here. I've read about it, but when you see it for yourself, oh, it makes you feel insignificant, doesn't it? I mean... Think of the vastness of space. Look around us. Infinite. Not even nothing, because I mean nothing would infer that there was something to compare it to, you know? It can't be nothing without a something, and if anything, it's an absence of nothing. And one day we'll all fade. Billions and billions of years in the future when all the energy in the universe has been used up. The temperature will drop. We'll plummet towards. Absolute zero, minus 273 Celsius, zero degrees Kelvin. And you'll realise that we're not even a grain of sand on an infinite beach. We're far less than that. The tiniest of tiny specks in the vastest of vast voids. And you think to yourself, in that one moment of clarity, that one beautiful, quiet oasis of thought, is it really... Is it really all that important that I don't cut raw meat and cooked meat on the same chopping board? Is it? Do we need different colours for fruit, for vegetable chopping boards and, and fish chopping boards? 
you know, have we got to keep our bandsaws absolutely clean? Will one bit of gristle or bone make a difference in the grand scheme of things? And why is your colleague got any less right to living in this universe than we have? Who am I to deprive your coli of life? A salmonella. Think of that little salmonella looking at his mum and dad one day and all he's got to do is go to the, this vast universe and fulfil his own potential. I don't know. A little salmonella, little E. coli, doing their best, trying to make the best out of the rest of us. Oh, don't you see? Don't you see we're all interconnected? From the atoms inside the boat that gets fired in that cow's brain to the atoms inside that E. coli that gives you a dodgy stomach to the atoms inside the bureaucrats' minds sat there in Brussels with their bits of paper the atoms inside old Eli trying to do his best looking out for everybody trying to give animals a, a release from this life and sheep pigs anything you want to be to me really I mean I've done a badger once but I was I needed the cash hedgehogs I mean easy to dispatch a hedgehog as well I mean there's no messing around with a hedgehog you just wait till he comes into one of those little balls and throw them as hard as you can at a pebble dash wall and well, if you think about it it's quite a nice way to go I mean final moment of existence when the universe itself winks out of existence then you won't care if you're baking it be prepared in a in a back garden will you will make a blind bit of difference if it's being picked up off the floor or licked by a dog it's all part of the rich tapestry of the universe um Eli yes how are we going to get down? Oh, Christ. Thanks to Ed Gamble and Mike Gubbins. Also, thanks to everyone who's left a review on iTunes. If you like the podcast, tell a friend.